Thank you for joining Overcoming My Narcissism. We ask if you've never listened to this podcast, you take a moment and listen here. Overcoming My Narcissism is a podcast by a narcissist journalizing his path through hopeful recovery and management of his narcissism. This podcast, again, is being done by a narcissist journaling a path to learning how to lead a normal life. This podcast may upset some, depending on how you have experienced narcissism. Please understand these are thoughts said rather than written, shared rather than hidden. We hope this does inspire other narcissists to realize that there is treatment if you want it, but it is a difficult road. We hope to create an understanding of narcissism and what an individual is going through to try to overcome and manage that narcissism. This podcast is not meant to diagnose narcissism. This podcast is being done by an individual who is trying to overcome their narcissism. But by no means is this person an expert on the treatment of narcissism. If you feel you are the victim of a narcissist, or you may suffer from narcissism, I ask that you reach out to a qualified healthcare professional. If you have trouble locating a qualified healthcare professional, feel free to reach out to the podcast at overcomingmynarcissism.com and we will provide you guidance. As I've seen my therapist over the years in working with my narcissism, and things that I need to do and try to learn to manage my narcissism, a lot of that focuses on things from my past. And I'm really good when it comes to friends of using, technically, I guess, abusing, you know, just because it rhymes, and discarding. I only talk to them when I need something, when I want something. My therapist early on in our sessions, provided a challenge to me to start reaching out to people from my past and try to develop friendships again. But this time, honest, true friendships, friendships that we can talk and have conversations and not, hey, I need this. Uh, What are you doing? Can you come help me move? Can you help me? Can you lend me a car? Can you, you know, just... I never reached out, and that's kind of the way the friendships were presented back to me, and justifiably so. If I'm going to use you that way, you may as well use me that way, so I never talk to friends unless they need something. Um, I mean, I have the occasional one that'll just shoot me a message out of the blue, ask how I'm doing, what's going on, and I'll be honest, it's kind of nice to get, but then they drivel on for 20, 30 minutes via text, and sometimes I get annoyed with them. I'm getting better. I'm enjoying them. I'm enjoying it when occasionally these people reach out. I've always had a thing with me and my friends, and it's it's not sexual. It's not, I guess I have to say it's not sexual, which probably means it is. But I've always had the ability to have better friendships with women than men. And I don't think it's necessarily that 
I'm attracted or I want to date or have relationships or be intimate with these people. I just, I don't know. I, I, I've always connected better. I've always been able to be a little bit more free. Maybe it's guarding myself. It's maybe it's my bravado and I don't want to seem inferior and soft to another man. But my friendships with women are, have always been there. I've always kind of been in a relationship since my late teens. Some of the people have been, actually, everybody's been wonderful. And I think they've all come to the end because of my narcissism and some arrogance. But I've never known because I've never went back and reached out to some of those people. And then even there's friends I have now that are, you know, female, but it's few and far between that we converse. And I've taken a couple of steps and reached out to one friend and say, hey, you know, how, how's it going? Haven't seen each other in a long time. I want to catch up. And you know, we went and had a lunch and we caught up and we've communicated a little bit more and hey, since that lunch, you know, again, we're communicating, but it's not with any ulterior motives or anything. It's I, I honestly care about the questions that I'm asking and, you know, trying to inspire confidence. This person, you know, is having a major career change. It's taken on a new job, kind of a scary job, field she's never been in. And, you know, trying to you know, encourage and see, hey, how's work going? And, you know, things, I'll be honest, I don't know if I've ever asked anybody how their new job's going. Then kind of ironically, I've got another friend who I've talked to, and I believe in her and I have talked about her relationship and potentially her partner and potentially his narcissism. And she recently got a new job. And of course, you know, I want to, you know, be encouraging and reach out. I've got a little bit of knowledge of the career field she's in. So I kind of know what she's going up against. And I kind of know her personality and maybe a challenge for her. But it's a step. And if you knew the whole background of this person, it's a big step for her. I'm kind of excited to see her do it. And again, it's not... They're, they're, I don't know. It's just... I, I don't know why I have to keep emphasizing it, but maybe it's that defense thing. I don't, I don't want people to think it's because I have an ulterior motive with these, these women. Back in high school, I used to get invited to parties all the time because if you invite me, you get girls. Girls will follow me because I, I guess I'm a nice guy. Maybe I'm a manipulative guy. I mean, I wasn't doing anything with them. They were just friends. And hey, I know of a party. You want to go? And yeah, you know, I invite 10 or 12 girls and, you know, the, the party's properly balanced male-female ratio. Yeah, there, there's some narcissism way back then. I mean, my narcissism goes back a long time. And I got to a point, though, when I was married, I quit having fun. And I quit talking to people. I quit having these friendships. And I've taken my therapist's advice and started to reach out to people and started to have these friends, built, trying to build these friendships. You know, here we have these two women. Uh, I reached out to a gentleman I know who is kind of a mentor and 
we like to go have breakfast every now and then. And of course, COVID had prevented that for a long time. And I've reached back out to him and we've had a couple of breakfasts and we've talked about some business things that we're going to be able to do together. Uh, yeah, there's some needs there, but that's not why we had the breakfast. I just wanted to catch up and talk and find out how his job's going. It involves a lot of travel, which, of course, during COVID is affected. And he's self-employed. And how has it affected you? Because, the, you know, COVID affected me and my self-employment. Working on building that. There's three three people I'm trying to build friendships. And friendships beyond, hey, I need something. Where do I go from there? I reached out to another friend of, about self-employment that we're acquaintances. We know each other. Um, we went to parties. Our His spouse and my present girlfriend, they get along. And there, there's a friendship there. This guy's helping me out. He's having fun. I'm trying to have fun. We're trying to de develop a little area of my business together, which is kind of nice We'd li both like to see it succeed. Maybe it's not exactly a friendship, but it's a good acquaintance. And we're able to talk about other things just because of the nature of what what's happening in this business relationship. Now I've got four I'm working on. And I took a big leap a few weeks ago and reached out to someone. And yeah, it, it's a previous relationship I was in. Crazy. When that relationship ended, it was not pretty. Might be one of the top two breakups, move outs. And I mean, I went for, well, I'll be honest, I probably went for 25, 28 years bragging on how that relationship ended because of the control and the power that I had when it ended. Guess what? Narcissism at its finest. And this goes back 30 years. I know there were other extenuating circumstances that potentially led to the end of this relationship. I don't talk about those at all. She knows, a couple of her close friends know, and I think I've told one other person, but I don't believe anybody ever talks about one of the reasons this relationship may have ended. Nothing illegal, nothing wrong, just an extremely emotional happening. I think that's that that happening it was the beginning of the end. And then it was, you know, like I said, it, it, it was a, a rough ending at two in the morning. By chance, I came across this person on Facebook, I'll be honest, many years ago. Ooh, neat, I want to reach out. Well, she hates me. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to risk it at this time. Damn, I'm glad I did that. Because I've matured so much in the last year, year and a half with my present therapist and this journey to defeat narcissism. I finally did reach out to her and sent her a note saying, hey, this is me. I understand if you don't want to talk to me, but I thought I'd reach out, say hi, see if we can catch up strictly as friends. And the response kind of was, yeah, how are you doing? I'm willing to talk as long as it's friends. 
and it's been a pretty good friendship. We've been catching up with each other. She's going through some big things in her life that I'm able to help or provide advice and listening to treatment and advice that's been given to me. I'm not doing the narcissistic thing and saying, and solving the problem, present the problem. I solve the problem. I'm listening to the problem. I'm letting the venting happen. I'm asking and offering advice, but I'm not providing it until it's welcome, where I'm normally a fixer. I mean, I, even in my jobs, I'm a fixer. That's what I do. I'm supposed to fix things. And if you come to me with a problem, physical object in front of you, uh, computer software, mental problem, issue at work, I will have an answer for you. Right or wrong, I'll have an answer for you. Usually I've somehow, I've talked to so many people and know so many people, not necessarily friends, that somehow I've experienced whatever problem. So I, I always, like I said, I'm a fixer. I just, um, unrequested, unasked, provide the solution. I've begun to understand in the last probably six months. That's not why people are sometimes saying that to me. Sometimes it's just their need to vent. I'm getting better with my current girlfriend on not providing the solution right away. Uh, I've even gotten to the point where I do ask her sometimes. And one of the most recent times I said, you, I've got an idea. Would you like to hear it? And she goes, yeah, I guess so. And I presented it to her and she said, you know, that it, that's a pretty good idea. I never thought of that. She never carried through, but it was her dealing with somebody else and limited time frame. So, you know, it logistically maybe couldn't happen, but it was, I mean, to be honest, it was good to not, not only get the reassurance that, hey, I had a good idea for you that you didn't expect, but to also go through, I guess, the proper procedures and offering it. But going back to this ex that I have, we talk quite often now. I'm helping her with a few things that, frankly, I am an expert on and part of my business revolves around. We're catching up. She's venting about certain things to me that I don't know why. And I'm saying certain things to her, but it, it's good. I've provided some of the transcripts to my therapist to make sure it's not covert flirting. If, you know, I don't want it to be. I want to be friends with this person. We had a good relationship. We had a good run for a couple of years, decades ago. I, to be honest, she looks good still. She said, I, you know, I still look good, which is kind of odd. I've put on a few pounds, but a lot of people say I've hardly changed in looks. And that's probably as flirtatious as it's gotten. And it's a good feeling. Right now, I'm trying, as I said in the previous episode, trying to save or preserve or figure out how to manage the current relationship I am in, even around the narcissism and whether or not it's going to end up with a breakup or a separation or a step back. I don't know, but it's also good to be trying to develop some friendships that if this relationship ends and no matter how it ends and no matter how I, you know, want to tell myself, I'll get upset about it. 
I think part of the reason I'm putting it off is because I really don't want this to end. And it's not the narcissist fear of failure. It's I really enjoy my partner. There's just some, again, extenuating circumstances that are really hard to deal with. And they're not easily, actually, easily is wrong. They are impossible to put aside. And I have to figure out how to deal deal with, learn to manage. And part of it is parenting. I'm not a parent. I've never been a parent. I never had a desire to be a parent. I always joked I was too much of a narcissist to be a parent. That was before I was diagnosed as a narcissist, and it was a humorous statement. The honest truth is I'm probably too much of a narcissist to be a parent. So that adds that further complication. And I was a very disciplined kid, not that I necessarily followed all the discipline, but I had rules and things that I was expected to. And, you know, I'm a product of really a different generation. I date usually 10 years younger than me. The last two relationships have been with moms. And I've had to learn to be a father starting in the middle. And things are different. And I, again, I've always gotten along with women better than men. And I think that comes into some of this, the, the um, friction that I have in this relationship. And it's probably why the daughter ran so much smoother. I don't know why. And again, it's not an attraction. It's not a desire. I don't know. It's the way my head's wired. And it's one of those things that I guess will have to be worked on in therapy. And it'll take a long time in, in therapy to even get, you know, get to that. Because I've learned I'm a mess. And there's some issues and things that are... My life's a lot of therapy and a lot of rediscovery. And honestly, there's a lot of learning that I need to do as I approach my fifth decade on the planet that I should have learned in my first decade. That's where we're at. Again, the, to sum it up, I feel really good. I'm pursuing three friendships with females. I'm pursuing two friendships with male males that I would like to be friends with, trying to keep everything very platonic and friendly, trying to repair friendship there that was a relationship that was lost and I honestly think there could be a lot to be gained from that if we can, if I can repair that friendship or I would like to learn, I guess maybe part, maybe the narcissistic part of that one is trying to learn, even if I could get her to even meet with my therapist for an hour. So my therapist could learn about my life 30 years ago. It's something I need to reach out to my ex-wife. You know, my ex-wife and I are friends. Uh, we talk and, you know, wish each other happy birthdays. It's a very cordial friendship. Uh, we're not talking every day. We're not talking every week. We talk a couple of times a year. If we're in town with each other at the same time, we might go have dinner. But just trying to figure out everything, you know, ideally, going back to the last episode, if I could get A to 
sit down with my therapist for an hour. I would love it because it would really fill my therapist in on my mindset a couple of years ago and help me get through this. You know, my present girlfriend's met with my therapist a couple of times to let her know what she sees, because obviously what she sees from me is radically different than what I see. Because still in my narcissistic world, as much as I try to manage it, as much as I try to overcome it, it's still a narcissistic world and I can do no wrong. As this podcast shows, I'm trying, honestly, to do wrong. I'm trying to go back and apologize. And I so desperately want to go back and apologize to everybody I did wrong. And I have a list of people that I did wrong. And every day I get closer to reaching out to another one to say I'm sorry, even though I know some of them. And I'm sorry, a amend would never repair. Again, I thank you for joining me today on Overcoming My Narcissism. If you feel you are a victim of narcissism or you yourself are a narcissism, or excuse me, if you yourself are a narcissist, please reach out to a medical professional. You can look us up on the web at Overcoming My Narcissism. There's copies of the shows. I mean, it might be a little bit of advice. There's links to the Facebook page, which really doesn't do anything at this point. But we might eventually start posting and putting articles there as I become more serious with this podcast. Just to go on that line, I've had a couple of people reach out to me to, I guess, help or consult or be provide support. For people with some mental disabilities or mental issues, I guess they can. Um, I'm not sure I'm qualified for it. I'm still thinking about that. I've had some wonderful listener feedback and thank yous for the show. And as I've said in a couple of episodes before, I've got to get regular with this. I've got to do a little bit more research and got to have some professional episodes. This podcast is now insta- it's a, it's a journal. And it's still not going to have a positive release schedule, but it does have a slot every week in my schedule for me to research, create a show, do something in relation to pushing this forward and helping me and you overcome narcissism. Thank you for joining me.